Welcome to our podcast on A Course in Miracles, and we're continuing our dialogues on the Song of Prayer, and this is part two, Forgiveness, and the section called Forgiveness of Yourself. Right, so at the beginning it talks about the old notion of forgiveness, I think where you did something bad and I'm blaming you, but I'll let you off the hook, but what you did was bad. So I think that's what it says. No gift of heaven has been more misunderstood than has forgiveness. It has, in fact, become a scourge, a curse, where it was meant to bless, a cruel mockery of grace, a parody of the holy peace of God. Yet those who have not yet chosen to begin the steps of prayer cannot but use it thus. Forgiveness, kindness is obscure at first because salvation is not understood nor truly sought for. What was meant to heal is used to hurt because forgiveness is not wanted. Guilt becomes salvation. And the remedy appears to be a terrible alternative to life. Like, you're really guilty, but I'll forgive you. Yeah, right. And also, it's making errors real Mm -hmm. rather than um, overlooking errors. Right. Focusing on errors. Right. So they call that, I think, forgiveness to destroy will therefore suit the purpose of the world far better than its true objective and the honest means by which this goal is reached. Forgiveness to destroy will overlook no sin, no crime, no guilt that it can seek and find and love. Dear to its heart is error, and mistakes loom large and grow and swell in its sight. It carefully picks out all evil things and overlooks the loving as a plague, a hateful thing of danger and of death. Forgiveness to destroy is death, and this it sees in all it looks upon and hates. God's mercy has become a twisted knife that would destroy the Holy Son he loves. Would you forgive yourself for doing this? Yeah, that that's a pretty strong statement, forgiveness to destroy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't often look at... Um, how that's that's how we see forgiveness in the world, you know? That we're focused on the error, the sin, the thing you did wrong, you know? Eh. So, yeah, we have to... We have to give up that notion of forgiveness. Yeah, then learn that God has given you the means by which you can return to him in peace. Do not see error. Do not make it real. Select the loving and forgive the sin by choosing in its place the face of Christ. Mm. How otherwise can prayer return to God? He loves his son. Can you remember him and hate what he created? You will hate his father if you hate the son he loves. For as you see the sun, you see yourself, and as you see yourself, is God in you. Yeah. So if you forgive somebody with uh, seeing the error, you are hating yourself and God in him, right? Yeah, more or less. As prayer is always for yourself, so is forgiveness always given you. It is impossible to forgive another, for it is only your sins you see in him. 
That's an important line. You can read those last two lines again. As prayer is always for yourself, so is forgiveness always given you. It is impossible to forgive another, for it is only your sins you see in him. Yeah, so, you know, when, when, when somebody does something that upsets us, it's usually a reflection of a mistake we've also made. So it kind of activates our own guilt and we're really more upset about our own guilt from a mistake and then we project it onto another person to act it out. Right. So that's why it says forgiveness is all always for yourself. It's always a correction, an inner correction of the guilt that you have misperceived in yourself. Mm, yeah, you want to see them there and not in you, it says. Yeah, right. That is why forgiveness of another is an illusion. Mm. Yet it is only the happy dream in all the world, the only one that does not lead to death. Only in someone else can you forgive yourself, for you have called him guilty of your sins, and in him must your innocence now be found. Who but the sinful need to be forgiven? And do not ever think you can see sin in anyone except yourself. Yeah. Wow. So your brother is your savior. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in that regard, you know, all the people we've had in our life who have done things or left our work for certain reasons... It's still a matter of us looking at ourselves and saying, well, what is it in us that they are reflecting, mm -hmm. you know? So self-correction is always the kind of uh, work of the day, you know? Right. No matter what somebody else is doing, no matter how, how upsetting it might be, they're giving us an opportunity to forgive ourselves. Right. It's they, not about them at all. This is the great deception of the world, and you the great deceiver of yourself. It always seems to be another who is evil, and in his sin you are the injured one. How could freedom be possible if this were so? You would be slave to everyone, for what he does entails your fate, your feelings, your despair, or your hope, or your misery, or joy. You have no freedom unless he gives it to you. And being evil, he can only give of what is he is. You cannot see his sins and not your own, but you can free him and yourself as well. Forgiveness truly given is the way in which your only hope of freedom lies. Others will make mistakes, and so will you, as long as this illusion of the world appears to be your home. Yet God himself has given all his sons a remedy for all illusions that they think they are. Christ's vision does not use your eyes, but you can look through his and learn to see like him. Mistakes are tiny shadows, quickly gone, that for an instant only seem to hide the face of Christ, which still remains unchanged behind them all. His constancy remains in tranquil silence and in perfect peace. He does not know of shadows. His eyes that look past error 
to the Christ, his, his the eyes that look past error to the Christ in you. Ask then his help, capital H, and ask him how to learn forgiveness as his vision lets it be. You are in need of what he gives, and your salvation rests on learning this of him. Okay, so basically what that's saying is we're, we're in this world, and nothing we see in it has any meaning. Um, we've projected all of our guilt, all of our suffering, all of our mistakes onto it. And no matter how we look at it, it's going to be that way. So the only way out is to not perceive it with your eyes, but to perceive it with the Christ's eyes. Mm. So we're asking to have the vision of the Christ to look upon this world we made that's screwed up and it it calls it an illusion you know it even calls this world an illusion so if we're in this world and it's an illusion how can we see it rightly and correct the mistake of the illusion well, the only way to do that, it says, is to have Christ's vision. So we're not using our own body's eyes. We're asking to have access to the vision of the Christ. Isn't that what mm. that is saying? What would you say? That well, yeah, last bit is saying. It says also that prayer cannot be released to heaven while forgiveness to destroy remains with you. Yeah, well... This forgiveness to destroy would not be Christ's vision, that's for sure. Yeah. So that would be our version of forgiveness where we're looking on errors. You know, we're looking on errors. We first make the error real, and then we say, well, we need to forgive it. Well, Christ's vision doesn't even make the error real right. and probably doesn't even see it. Christ doesn't, doesn't see it. So Christ's vision is looking towards a happy dream or a happy world. And you know, a lot of people would say, well, that's not realistic. That's, you know, a Pollyanna way of looking at things. But in some way, it's like... It's your responsibility to see things differently. And if you're seeing everything screwed up, then you're screwed up. Mm. You know, and that's your responsibility of how you see things. And knowing what we know about the dynamics of thought is that thought precedes what you're seeing. So you have the thoughts about what you're seeing before you see it. Mm -hmm. So you've already decided the world's screwed up before you see a screwed up world. You, you already have decided errors are real before you see errors. You've already decided that life is upsetting before you see the upsets. So this 
seeing the world differently through Christ's vision, where you're seeing a forgiven world, you're seeing a happy world, you're seeing a beautiful world, that's your responsibility. Uh, Christ has forgiven you, and in his sight, the world becomes as holy as himself, who sees no evil in it, sees like him. For what he has forgiven has not sinned, and guilt can be no more. Salvation's plan is made complete and sanity has come. Forgiveness is the call to sanity. For who but the insane would look on sin when he could see the face of Christ instead? So you're insane when you're making sin real. Yeah, or you're insane when you're caught in this, you know, incessant conflict where you perceive good people and bad people and mm -hmm. enemies and you know political figures who are evil and then your political figures who are your savior you know it's it's all this kind of constant conflict and that's something that's you're projecting onto the world it's not inherently there but our thought projects it right god calls on you to save his son from death by offering christ's love to him this is your need and god holds out this gift to you as he would give so must you give as well and this is prayer restored to forgiveness beyond all limits into timelessness with nothing of the past to hold its back from reuniting with the ceaseless song that will all that all creation sings unto its god but to achieve this end, you first must learn before you reach where learning cannot go. You must first learn. Forgiveness is the key, but who can use a key when he has lost the door for which the key was made and where alone it fits? Therefore, we make distinctions so that prayer can be released from darkness into light. Forgiveness role must be reversed and cleansed from evil usages and hateful goals. Forgiveness to destroy must be unveiled in all its treachery and then let go forever and forever. There can be no trace of it remaining if the plan that God established for returning be achieved at last and learning be complete. Yeah, okay. So this forgiveness to destroy is something we have to look at and undo because until we do that, it's saying forgiveness is the key to happiness, but we can't even use the key until we find the right door. Mm -hmm. And we're at the wrong door if we are at this forgiveness to destroy mm -hmm. door. So, so like, um, it's going to tell us right. what that is in the next section. Yeah. So why don't we go into it a little bit? Yeah. We'll, we'll complete this with with uh, defining what it really means. This forgiveness to destroy. What yeah. does that For really forgiveness mean? Forgiveness to destroy has many forms, being a weapon of the world of form. Not all of them are obvious, and some are carefully concealed beneath what seems like charity. Yet all of the forms that it may seem to take have but this single goal. Their purpose is to separate and make what God created equal, different. The difference is clear in several forms where the design comparison 
cannot be missed, nor is it really meant to be. In this group first, there are forms in which a better person deigns to stoop to save a baser one from what he truly is. Yeah, there you go. So that's the most common mistake in forgiveness, is that you think you're so good and somebody else has done some terrible bad things and because you're so good you can let them off the hook. Right, so that's what it says here. Yeah. Forgiveness here rests on an attitude of gracious lordliness, so far from love that arrogance could never be dislodged. So you're being arrogant. Yeah. Who can forgive and yet despise? And who can tell another he is steeped in sin and yet perceive him as a son of God? Who makes a slave to teach what freedom is? There is no union here but only grief. There is not really mercy. This is death. It's pretty strong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And then it talks about another form, still very, very much like the first, if it is understood, does not appear in quite such blatant arrogance. The one who would forgive the other does not claim to be better. Now he says instead that here is one whose sinfulness he shares, since both have been unworthy and deserve the retribution of the wrath of God. This can appear to be humble thought and may indeed induce a rivalry in sinfulness and guilt. It is not love for God's creation and the holiness that his gift forever. Can his son condemn himself and still remember him? Yeah, well, that's like, you know, in the church where you have to we all, all say sin- you're not worthy to receive God's love. We are God's sinners love. together. Yeah, we're sinners together, yeah. yeah. Here the goal is to separate from God the son he loves and keep him from his source. This goal is always sought by those who seek the role of martyr at another's hand. Here must the aim be clearly seen, for this may pass as meekness and as charity instead of cruelty. It is not kind to be accepting of another's spite and not respond except with silence. Is it not kind to be accepting of another's spite and not respond except with silence and a gentle smile? Behold how good are you who bear with patience and with saintliness the anger and the hurt another gives and do not show the bitter pain you feel. So that's where. Um, well, you know, it's where, saying you, you know, martyrdom is another form of this forgiveness to destroy. Yeah. Forgiveness yeah. to destroy will often hide behind a cloak like this. It shows the face of suffering and pain in silent proof of guilt and of ravages of sin. Such is the witness that it offers one who could be savior, not an enemy. But having been made enemy, he must accept the guilt and heavy laid of reproach that thus is put upon him. Is this love, or is it rather treachery to one who needs salvation from the pain of guilt? What could the purpose be except to keep the witnesses of guilt away from love? Yeah, so martyrdom, like, is still this forgiveness to destroy. Like, I've... I'm I'm so free of guilt, but people attacking me are terribly guilty. And yeah, I'm gonna bear all this pain and suffering uh, to let them off the hook. 
you know. Right, and the next one is form of bargaining and compromise. I will forgive you if you meet my needs, for in your slavery is my release. Say this to anyone and you are a slave, and you will seek to rid yourself of guilt in further bargains, which can give no hope, but only greater pain and misery. How fearful has forgiveness now become, and how distorted is the end it seeks. Have mercy on yourself who bargains thus. God gives and does not ask for recompense. There is no giving but to give like him. All else is mockery. For one would try to strike a bargain with the Son of God and thank his... For who would try to start, strike a bargain with the Son of God and thank his Father for his holiness? What would you show your brother? Would you try to reinforce his guilt and thus your own? Forgiveness is the means for your escape. How pitiful it is to make of it means for further slavery. Within the world of opposites, there is a way to use forgiveness for the goal of God and find the peace he offers you. Take nothing else, or you have sought your death and prayed for separation from your true self. Christ is for all because he is in all. It is his face forgiveness lets you see. It is his face in which you see your own. All forms forgiveness takes that do not lead away from anger, condemnation, and comparisons of every kind are death. Wow, that's <laughs> a strong one. Isn't yeah, it? I mean, it even says comparisons. And normally, I mean, you can see anger would lead away from forgiveness. Uh, what was the other one? Anger. All forms of forgiveness that do not lead away from anger, condemnation, condemnation and comparisons. and comparison. You can see where anger and condemnation are, you know, destructive. But even comparisons are destructive. You yeah. do not want to be afraid of God. You want to see the sunlight and the glow of heaven shining on the face of earth, redeemed from sin and in the love of God. From here is prayer released along with you. Your wings are free and prayer will lift you up and bring you home where God would have you be. So the next section is called Forgiveness for Salvation. Yeah. That's what we want. Well, I think I think we can stop here. Um, Unless you want to go on and read the next section, um, why don't why don't we save that for the next okay. talk? I, I mean, you know, I want to I want to make sure we're clear about this forgiveness to destroy, mm -hmm. and you know this misperception of forgiveness. It's not it's not about being a martyr, where I'm going to endure all the terrible things you do to me with a smile on my face, you know. It's not about making you wrong and then forgiving you because I'm so good. Um, and it's not even comparing. It's not bargaining. I'll forgive bargaining. you if. I'll forgive you if. Yeah, you yeah. Like, I'll, I'll forgive you if you do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know, so I think, I think those are pretty clear... Um, clear descriptions of how we misuse forgiveness. And I think it's, it's really important to have this understanding of forgiveness to destroy and, and 
how we use forgiveness is not the real thing. You know, because we all have fallen victim to those those ways of using forgiveness, right. you know. So I think that this is important to see this. And this is all part of this song of prayer, you know, that forgiveness is part of the prayer. And we want to see forgiveness correctly. And let us see the face of Christ instead of our mistakes is one of the lessons. And, and if couples could get this, it would really help their relationship. Really. Yeah, because, you know, it's like we're seeing with all the couples that we counsel, they're, they're in a battle constantly with one another. And how do we, how do we get out of that battle? It's like the Christ's vision is the only way to get out of that battle. And all these other versions of forgiveness that we think we, we know, they're meaningless. They keep us in the battle. Yeah, so, okay. All right, so, thank you. Thank you.